You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. What I like to do is focus on um, or, or find uh, you know stories that are not being covered by other uh, you know by other newsletter writers, ideally. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to engage the show and any content uh, that I cover, feel free to email me at bill at miningstockeducation.com. And if you've been listening but aren't subscribed yet, I would encourage you to hit that subscribe button. If you listen on a podcast app, I'd appreciate a, a review if this show has been of benefit to you. Well, my guest today has 20 years experience in journalism. For 10 of those years, he worked for the Vancouver Sun. But for the last five years, he's been writing a newsletter. He's the editor of Resource Opportunities since 2015. I'm talking about James Qantas. James, welcome to Mining Stock Education. And as I referenced your background as a journalist, do you feel like that investigate that inquisitive nature of a journalist or some of the traits that you had as a journalist helps you as a newsletter writer in the mining sector? Hi, Bill. Yeah, first off, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh the Sun newsroom, uh, the, so the Sun's the Vancouver broadsheet, and the uh, had a big sort of bulletin in the in the newsroom, like question everything, you know. And um, so I do, I do think, uh, I do think it's helped me uh, on a couple um, levels. Like so, at the Sun, I was primarily uh, an editor, actually. So we would, uh, for the front page, for example, we'd print off several versions of of it between editions and pass it around for editors to mark up and so on. And so it's sort of the final, um, the final quality control, so to speak. So I sort of come at it from a, you know, from a critical uh, standpoint. Um, and then uh, the last few years, I was a, a part-time mining uh, writer there. Uh, so they'd only give me one day a week to, um, you know, to interview people and, and, and to write about mining. There's a fair bit going on in Vancouver, as you can imagine. So it did. So that for that as well forced me to, you know, to really filter and focus on the on people who, you know, got got things done and created shareholder value. Do you think being a former journalist that it helps you to identify the narrative or the story because companies put forth numbers, but they also tell a story. I mean, what do you think about what, what things jump out to you about a potential investment that maybe you could discern quicker than somebody else because of your background? It's a good question, Bill. Um, funny in this business. I mean, you have some uh, companies that are just fluff and uh, uh, just fairy dust, but they sure know how to tell a good, excuse me, sure know how to tell a good story. And then you have other uh, stories that are actually quite, uh, quite good. Uh, but they don't know how they don't know how to tell the story exactly and and you do need that i mean you it's it's essential this is not uh you know this is not an efficient uh, market and you do have to get get that story out, out in front of people so when you transitioned into this role you mentioned you had 5 years of part-time experience covering the mining sector was that the initial part of your learning curve to understand this sector or did you have any prior knowledge uh in the mining sector so I I, uh, I got interested in the stock market kind of along the way in my journalism uh, career, and initially I didn't really my focus was not on uh, mining or exploration stocks. So that was kind of a function of uh, just being in Vancouver. You know, it's it's a such a big part of the uh, the economy uh, in Vancouver, and then just uh, hearing the stories and, and meeting people who are involved in the sector, and um, and then you start investing in it, and uh, and so that's kind of how I got immersed in. Um, in the mining and exploration sector. So it's kind of the, you know, it was the intersection of my interest in the, in the markets as well as the, um, you know, the mining presence in Vancouver. What is the angle you take or what unique proposition do you give potential subscribers in your newsletter? 
So I, I what I like to do is focus on um, or, or find, uh, you know, stories that are not being covered by other, uh, you know, by other newsletter writers, ideally. Although, you know, I, I um, in the past, I haven't covered, uh, you know, good stories just because of other other newsletter writers who have covered them. And that's also, you know, not uh, probably not the right uh, course of action. But, um, you know, I, find, I, I like to think so I have a bill. I have a hybrid uh, model. I have three company sponsors uh, right now. And then I have a paid uh, newsletter as well. And I do think, you know, what people get from from me is um, uh, like independence and sort of honesty. Like I write about, uh, you know, I don't just write about the winners. I, you know, I write about the losers, things that don't work out. I put out three newsletters in March and one of them, uh, the final one was a was a blast on a, on a, a coal royalty company. That, it, that was actually the first company I, I wrote about uh, when I took over the newsletter and had performed quite, uh, you know, quite well over the last um, over the last five years, quite, quite steadily. You know, compared to the, especially compared to the, the volatile juniors, but they'd had some issues in the in the coal mine, which is in Nova Scotia, some rock falls and so on, and um, and so the asset, uh, the owner of the mine, who's a private, which is a private uh, U.S. company, uh, abruptly shut the mine. So um, it was a surprise, surprise to everybody, including the, this coal royalty company that I cover. You know, so I sent out a, a flash alert on that, and um, you know, talked about where things are at and where where we might go from here, and sort of reading between the lines of the different announcements that were being that were being put out. You've been doing this five years. What would be the top pick that you could share with us that you, your most successful pick thus far? The classic newsletter style is to pick, you know, where you picked it and then and then cut off the chart at the highs, <laughs> the, all-time, <laughs> the all-time highs. But I don't really, you know, I don't really, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't uh, fool around like that. You know, so, so next gen, um, you know, Lawrence picked it when it was at 30 cents. And Lawrence was the predecessor, the editor before Yeah, you. Lawrence Rolston. Yeah, he founded the newsletter. Uh, so he, you know, he was writing about it from 30 cents, and I think it was at 45 cents when I, when I, um, when I took over the newsletter and continued covering it, and that, you know, that ran to about, it was uh, about 450 at some point, but it's just been absolutely hammered, right? You know, it's, it's been trading in the low 90s, and only, only recently, like this week, it's, it's sort of perked up. I think it's at about a buck 30. You know, so that's one that comes to mind, and then, uh, like a good example is uh, Sabina Gold and Silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a large, uh, high-grade uh, gold deposit up in Nunavut. So I picked up coverage on them in the bear market in 2015, um, and I did it because Bruce McLeod uh, took over as CEO. And so I was, you know, familiar with uh, Bruce and, and uh, some of his accomplishments. He's built mines in the north uh, before, and it was one of those situations that you that you come upon in, in bear markets where there's just a total um, just a total disconnect between between the fundamental value or what's in the ground and, and the um, and the share price. So that one's done. That one's again has has done well, but it's down considerably from the highs. And they did they ran into some permitting issues uh, a while back. When you cover in your newsletter, how have you been advising uh, your subscribers through this last month of just really unprecedented occurrences? I, I would say by by uh, like my temperament is more sort of buy hold and watch uh, closely. Like I'm not I'm not so much a trader, um, but you know I've been a bit more active than than usual in the last. Uh, in the last few weeks, just because, just because you get these washout days, mm-hmm. just like the rush to liquidity and and things just got stupid, uh, stupid cheap. So what I did is I, you know, I shed some of the, um, you know, I shed a few uh, sort of sort of leftover stocks or kind of dead juniors that didn't work out. These things that build up in your portfolio, and I kind of went up market, like um, and initiated coverage on some companies I've been following for a while, but were, you know the. Wanted to get it at a better price, and then I also added to you know some pretty solid uh, companies that I was already uh, covering. So that's kind of the the um, 
that's the approach I took. So when, uh, just to fully understand what you mean, did you jump into like producers and royalty companies rather than the early stage explorers? Is that kind of where you reallocated money? Yeah. Like no, uh, no producers, but yeah, a couple, uh, a couple of royalty plays, um, you know, the royalty plays, I don't know, uh, like the royalty plays were Sandstorm and Altius. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both got pretty cheap. And then I bought uh, some mag silver near the lows just for silver exposure. So did you get that 83% gain in a day that I saw? I don't know. Like on mag, you know, mag doubled uh, within days. Yeah. Uh, like it's in, it's in a, a retirement account. So I just held on to onto that one. And, you know, as far as the other two, I, I you know, like I said, I don't, um, I sort of, I viewed it as a, as a, you know, an opportunity to upgrade my, my portfolio basically, you know, and I also added to a couple ju- a couple juniors, but quite solid uh, juniors with, you know, with a lot of money and very active drill programs. Do you incorporate technical analysis at all into uh, how you go about speculating? Not, not really. No, not formally. I mean, you know, I, I kind of uh, get a sense for charts after a while, but no, I'm not. I'm not really a, a technical uh, technical analysis guy. So when you look at a new, let's say, early stage exploration play, what are going to be the first few things that you're going to look at to see if it passes the initial smell test? I mean, uh, you know, everybody says people, but um, obviously, people and what they've done in the past uh, is very important. Uh, because you get people who are serially successful. You know, some of them are uh, you know, like the Ross Beatties and, and uh, Lucas Lendines and so on. And sometimes you'll pay a premium, uh, you know, to follow the stocks that those guys are are involved with. But there's other there's other people who are less well known, um, you know, than those guys, but who are all, who have also been very uh, successful in the past. So so I would say people in this kind in this kind of market, like cash, uh, is is really important. You know, so you know, I did an interview at, at PDC and and I said like um, you know just just uh, companies with cash and ounces in the ground, right? Because you do not want to, um, you, you don't want to finance that in a, in a market like this. If you, if you, if you can do it, great. But um, it's, it's crazy how I followed, you know, you follow juniors with a fairly tight share structure, you know, and they do a couple of financings in a market like this. And it's, it's incredible how quickly the, the, the share structure blows up. How positive are you on, let's say the second half of this year? I mean, do you have a positive uh, perspective on precious metals and the gold sector, or are you more cautious? I'm pretty positive. You know, part of it's, and I'm not talking about uh, the juniors. I think we'll see. I mean, we'll see. But I'm not super positive on the junior uh, junior end of the of the market. But I think um, you know the produ- good 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 uh, developers, uh, the royalty companies, and then the producers. Like I'm pretty positive. Like I think uh, it just seems like we're heading into a perfect storm for. Um, you know, for gold and precious metals. Mm-hmm. And you know, we haven't really seen it in the gold price uh, yet, but you know, I think we will. And it, it just, it really feels like it's just a matter of time. What about trends? Um, you're a journalist. So with those observation skills, what trends are you seeing both within the mining sector that investors should pay attention to and any trends, even within the type of subscribers that are now subscribing to resource opportunities? You know, so one trend on the, um, as far as subscribers and people following the space, um, you know, it's a pretty gray, uh, gray haired crowd and has been historically. And um, so you have, so you've got a lot of, uh, you know, you've got a lot of uh, older uh, investors, you know, who have participated in, in some of these bull markets in the past. And then you have like a whole group of uh, younger people who who only see pain when they look at you know the junior mining or the mining um, sector because that's how it's been for the last uh, you know the last ten years really with, with a few interludes. And so I uh, but I think there's a you know the conferences I've, I've uh, been going to like there is a you know there's more young people. Um, you have platforms like CEO.ca which uh, you know which tilts younger. 
So I do think young people will move in, particularly when they make the link between uh, how important mining is and, and you know, all the gadgets and, and all the things that they use on a day-to-day uh, basis. So, so I think, so I think uh, once you start to see, um, you know, once you start to see the, the market pick up, particularly in the junior, uh, junior sector and some wins, then I think, the, you know, I think it'll sort of uh, increase the money, the money flows because people will see that, you know, we'll see that this is a sector where you, that you can make some good money. In. You reference CEO.ca, uh, which is a, a mining chat room. How do you u- utilize a chat room like that? Yeah, in a few in a few different ways. Uh, you know, so I, I have level two on CEO.ca. You can subscribe to level two, so so real time uh, bid asks. You know, I use that when I when I'm uh, when I'm trading or active. That's pretty essential if you're uh, having level two. If you're if you're active, uh, you know, the index used to be fairly high quality, and it's sort of uh, kind of degenerated into conspiracy theories and a lot of politics and so on. So, which is kind of uh, unfortunate. But uh, so I you know I use the company channels. Uh, one very valuable uh, tab that I use is, uh, is the insiders tab, which is kind of a real-time uh, assessment of what uh, insiders, <clears throat> you know, buying and selling by insiders. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I follow uh, quite closely, especially coming through um, coming through the kind of period that we've we've been in. There's, there's I can't remember the quote, but there's something about like uh, show me what a leader does during a you know like during a crisis or whatever. It is. And so you know one way to look at that from a you know from an investing point of view is what are they doing with their money. And, um, you know, so Altius, for example, uh, Andre Gaumond, who's a director there, and some of your listeners are probably familiar with him. Uh, he's kind of a Quebec exploration legend who um, uh, found the Eleanor deposit and sold Virginia mines to, uh, to Goldcorp. Mm-hmm. And then he held on to the royalty on that, and that sold or became part of the Cisco Gold royalties. So very, you know, serially successful uh, guy, very sharp, and he just started buying Altius with both hands. Mm. And spent, as far as I can tell, about three hundred thousand uh, dollars buying the public market, like since the beginning of February. Um, so you know, that, I look at that, and that's you know, to me, that's a pretty uh, strong signal. Now you have to be careful because you know a lot of uh, a lot of insiders have more money than you or I do, uh, so that's one consideration. And insiders also tend to be uh, early, and that was certainly the case with um, uh, with his purchases. Um, but but you know, insider insider buying in particular can be a, a valuable uh, a valuable sort of barometer. Yeah, as they say, you can sell for a lot of reasons, but you buy for only one reason because you think the stock's going higher. Yeah, yeah. In, in a in a past life, I used to blog for uh, INK Research, which is a a subscription based um, company that basically tracks insider buying and, and yep. uh, selling. So I wrote a sort of wrote a blog for them about what the mining guys are doing with their money. So James, as we uh, kind of wrap it up here, what is the opportunity for potential subscribers over at resource, resource opportunities? What more can you share? Sure. Well, uh, you know, if you, for, uh, for people who subscribe to my newsletter, you're going to get, um, you know, you're going to get ideas uh, that you won't see elsewhere. Um, you know, I have the three sponsors, but uh, I consider myself, you know, I disclose my, uh, my conflicts. I consider myself pretty independent. And being around this, um, being around this sector for a while, first as a journalist and then as a, as a newsletter writer, you do, you really do get a feel for, um, for management teams and, and and people, and and sometimes it's just kind of a matter of, uh, you know, talking to the right people, being in the right place at the right time um, to get opportunities that other, uh, you know, that you won't find elsewhere. And the website is resource opportunities.com. And there's also a a free email list if you want to get on James's free email list, as well as find out information of his subscription service. James, I appreciate you coming on Mining Stock Education today. Thank you for joining me. It was great. Thanks, Bill.
Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks concomitant with that if you don't do the work or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too i just started to study up on mining stocks and i just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly the mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.